This is the McKinsey Podcast, where we help you make sense out of our world's toughest business challenges. Welcome to the show. I'm Lucia Rahili. And I'm Roberta Fasaro. Revenge travel. It's what a lot of people are doing these days, hitting the runways in big numbers to make up for time lost during the pandemic. McKinsey recently partnered with Skift, a leading travel industry news site, to write a report about travel in the age of AI. Much of the research drew from interviews with a range of travel executives, and one of those executives is Luca Zambello, CEO of Journey, which is an AI-fueled hospitality platform. He says AI will be the new normal. I think economically, we are at the very beginning of potentially one of the biggest technology disruptions that humanity has ever seen. Today, McKinsey partners Vic Krishnan and Alex Cosmas join us to discuss the travel industry and how it's uniquely poised for big benefits from the use of AI. Alex, Vic, welcome to the podcast. Hello and good morning. Thrilled to be here. Everyone is talking about the disruptive juggernaut that is AI and particularly Gen AI at a super high level and acknowledging that we're still in early days, what do we expect this to mean for the travel industry in particular? Yeah, um, I think the travel industry is is unquestioningly um, going to be significantly disrupted by AI. And now whether or not, it, whether or not it's Gen AI or other forms of AI that have been around for, for some time um, remains to be seen. But it's quite clear that you know, if you work through the customer journey in the process of trying to understand where you want to go, where you want to stay, what are the things you want to see, how do you want to plan your day-by-day itinerary, Gen AI um, it significantly eases the process of travel discovery. Mm-hmm. If you then step into what this means for travel suppliers, which includes airlines and hotels and cruises and car rentals and rideshare providers, etc., the promise of AI is very much in helping them um, deliver on the promises, both explicit and implicit, that they make to their customers. And what I mean by that is very often um, the expectations that customers have of travel is that you, your flight is on time, your bags get delivered to you safely, you then get to your hotel, your hotel room is available to check in when you get there, and you have a room that fulfills exactly what you asked for. That baseline expectation is one that many travel companies actually have historically struggled to meet. What AI can do is help airlines ensure that planes are on time. It can help hotels ensure that what they deliver in terms of staffing, in terms of product promise, is consistent with what they advertise in their marketing and branding strategies. The answer for each of us is, by definition, fundamentally different of what a good experience looks like, whether I'm traveling for leisure or for business. And the promise of AI has been, take the pattern of history, take the pattern of millions, and boil down the the individual response that is relevant to me. So if we think about the applications of AI in the travel sector, where it's already been applied in spades is in in the operation. And that's been true for decades, and it's only getting better. But the customer-facing applications of it are only now really becoming next generation. And I think for the most part in travel, 
the best AI applications will largely be opaque to customers because they'll still be delivered through the medium, the media that they prefer, often through humans, through the front line, through desk agents. And that's ideally the promise. I think the, the starting point is to say we can't suddenly expect that customers will prefer to interact through more digital channels than they have in the past. Mm-hmm. In travel, is a, it's a very human-centric business. Uh, and so the best AI, the best models will be delivered through traditional channels. So our latest estimates suggest that generative AI alone across sectors is is bound to unlock two to four trillion dollars of incremental value. These are these are big markets, and therefore, not surprisingly, capital is chasing the disruptive sector of AI. What are some good examples of products that customers might expect to be using, or that might be in the background enhancing customers' experience in future. Imagine the last time any one of you tried to book a trip. You probably started with a little box where you put in your destination, you put in your approximate dates, and then you had the uh, search engine then present to you a series of results that, um, that may or may not have met your needs. What we're imagining in a future with Gen AI or AI in general is that, but you actually start with something much more freeform that says, I'm looking to plan a trip with my family to New Orleans for a week in October. Can you help me find a hotel that has a pool uh, for my seven-year-old and has is walking distance from the French Quarter? Right. Wouldn't that experience be much easier uh, in terms of trying to figure out where you want to stay and what you want to do, as opposed to getting a list of a thousand hotels in some sort of a sort order that may or may not meet your specific preferences and what you actually want want out of that trip. So I think that's probably one of the most obvious examples where customers will be able to see a real difference in what Gen AI can do um, in terms of helping them with the travel discovery process. Alex, anything to add there? I think the the other application of AI that we're that I'm personally quite excited about is 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 every customer gives tells they drop digital breadcrumbs of things they like and don't like when they bounce off of a page mm-hmm. a .com when you're shopping when they abandon a cart when we return less frequently to search when we arrive on a page only to check a, a single itinerary on a single day and a single fare rather than browsing for 20 minutes all of these are small tells that we as consumers provide our both favorite and secondary travel brands. And so the, the the ability to record that and turn that into signal that says, I actually know what Alex is keen on uh, in general and, and frankly less keen on. So it's, it's capturing that signal and turning it into relevant offers. Where are we in terms of companies really embracing the use of this next gen AI and other related technologies? We're pretty far down the path uh, mm-hmm. of companies embracing both traditional AI and experimenting with generative AI. There are very few of uh, of the airlines, hotels, cruise lines, suppliers that I've interacted with that are that that are not already embracing, deploying, and actively experimenting with advanced tech. Uh, I think that's the. It's only going to grow. It's only going to increase. But there is risk 
to more is not always better. Faster is not always better. There's a bit of, uh, of let's say, ca- a cautionary tale that we've learned from other sectors, which is, first off, AI is, an, is only part of the answer. The digital delivery mechanism, which is how I go deliver the answer, a mobile app, a push notification, an e-commerce experience, a kiosk, digital signage, uh, or data just given to the front line. Those are equally, and I'd argue even more important than the predictive and generative AI models behind them. I I like to say it doesn't matter if you got the answer right, if you got the delivery wrong. And to build on Alex's point about getting the delivery wrong, I assume every one of you has been on an airplane. And how many times have you experienced the, the outcome of landing, you pull towards the gate, and then you stop short on the tarmac somewhere, turns out our gate's not available yet, and therefore we just kind of have to sit here waiting for that aircraft to taxi out so that we can then pull into the gate. Turning an aircraft, which is the process of uh, essentially getting it from arrival to departure of the next flight, both above the wing, i.e. getting passengers off the plane and onto the plane, getting the aircraft catered, etc., and below the wing, which involves getting bags on airplanes on and off. It involves refueling aircraft. It involves a number of other maintenance-related and ground-handling-related activities that many consumers don't ever see. All of that is an extremely delicately orchestrated ballet at an airport every single day that involves multiple third parties and several different suppliers. And and that orchestration requires data communication um, of very, very large volumes of information. And there are companies out there that are now saying, we can actually identify when during an aircraft turn, something didn't happen according to schedule. In other words, that catering truck didn't pull in three minutes after arrival, as it was expected to, that is in turn going to induce a delay. And it then replans the, allows for a replanning of the entire turn process so as to be able to deliver an on-time, um, on-time departure. So all of that sounds incredibly simple, but the reality is that AI has an extremely large role to play in helping deliver on that promise in a way that historically suppliers have struggled to do. To fulfill that promise, understanding the data is critical. Here's Ella Alkali Schreiber, GM of the fintech Hopper. You know, machine learning is important. Gen AI is important. Predictive technology is important. But the actual challenge is to understand the data, yes. to understand the behavioral trend, to ask the right questions, to put the right objective function, to read the prediction versus actual right, to do it in a timely manner. The actual challenge is less on the machine learning because, you know, to our topic, this advances very well and becomes very easy for general consumption. The actual challenge is, is, the, is the human thinking, is the common sense. So, of course, know your customer is a business axiom at this point. But what does understanding your customers mean specifically for the travel industry? So I think it means a few things. For AI models learn the same way humans learn. It's a test and learn. So I I ask a question, I observe a behavior, and that reinforces either my, my false conception or positive conception of who you are and what makes you tick. So to that end, if you can't measure cause and effect precisely, then 
avoid running an experiment entirely. That's this is what our general advice we tell our clients is if I'd rather them experiment correctly on something small than swing for the fences and have no idea where the ball gets hit. And so that's true and particularly true in micro experiments where I have individual customers where I I I provide individual treatments but I have to be able to measure the response. And if you can't measure it, don't bother. Focus your energy and resource on a different experiment. For example, if a brand doesn't have the digital tech to be able to send a tailor offered to me as an individual, then you don't really need to know my personal willingness to pay. In that case, stick to the micro segment or the macro segment and action it that way. If you can't send a personalized message without making it feel generic, then don't stick with the handwritten note on the credenza of the hotel room. Interesting. Vic, anything to add there? Yeah, I think the only thing I would add to Alex's example is that the the example, the 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 experience of hyper-personalization um, has to feel authentic. And as, so in other words, a flight attendant coming up to you and saying, hey, I normally know you like a um, a, a diet coke with a with a slice of lime is that what you'd like today? As opposed to presuming uh, what the case might be, or the or their or their customers' preferred drink might be, might be an example of how AI actually delivers on hyper personalization, but with with a, a bit of a human touch, so it doesn't appear creepy. Both of you are deep in this industry. Any examples? that come to mind of companies who are really doing AI right? And if so, how? I'm going to start with something pretty basic. But hotels that actually even understand or acknowledge that what your past history of staying at that specific property is, um, I find, and this is, again, being hyper-personalized and speaking for myself, I find that to be quite um, quite. Uh, and, and a personal touch I really appreciate. Many hotels actually don't necessarily easily make that type of information available to their frontline staff. And so empowering those employees to use that information to deliver a hyper-personalized greeting or or, or a uh, an experience. I mean, I, I think that I find that to be good examples of companies using AI well. If done right, the frontline workforce should look and feel like superheroes fueled by AI. There's a, there's a luxury fashion retailer that arms their sales associates with iPads that link that shopper to the styles and the sizes they searched for online. That's pretty cool. Now, augment that with the propensity models in the background that give the agent a steer to what a customer wants, and suddenly they appear clairvoyant. So think about that application suddenly in travel. There's quite a bit, there are far more interactions on average in a travel journey. So as consumers, how do we preserve the magic of travel, which is more heads up time immersed in our surroundings rather than heads down time researching on a device? It means more agents who surprise and delight that say welcome back, that say happy birthday, that know you arrived earlier than planned and swap the room preemptively so you could get in and get on your way. So, you know, uh, one example I'll share, when I check into a hotel, 
I, I really don't like the kiosk and the app check-in, but I love it for checking out. Mm-hmm. For other customers, the complete inverse is true. My, te- my hotel can know that. They certainly know how I check in and check out. They should act on it or understand the why, just like you understand your friends. So that's a, uh, I think this is the test and learn experiment that we talked about earlier that most suppliers actually can begin the game of right now. That makes a very nice segue to Christian Hinn, Chief Customer Officer at Asaya. Here he is talking about frontline talent using AI as a kind of assistant. You know, sometimes people say automation you know, might be a risk to people's jobs and everything, but that's not the case here because there's not going to be enough people to do these jobs in the first place. Um, so I like to see it as you know, we're just equipping the people with the right tools to to do their job in a, in a better way and, and be able to accommodate for the additional workload that is coming. Yeah, I mean, I see technology uh, as enabling or helping frontline employees do a better job than necessarily eliminating them. Uh, let me give you an example. We don't necessarily see AI reducing flight attendant staffing anytime soon, because the reason that those flight attendants are on the airplane is, and you may have heard this sometimes, is primarily for your safety, followed by a guest experience requirement that they deliver on. And so we see AI in many instances as allowing those flight attendants to actually deliver a better customer experience because they they know that passenger in seat number 17C better as a result of the information we provide them as opposed to necessarily replacing their jobs. Now, there's no question that in certain pockets of the economy, technology and AI will end up replacing people. Now, the reality, though, is that in travel in particular, where the quality of the guest experience or the passenger experience for so many people is tied to human interaction. If I could uh, add add a couple thoughts. I think, first off, let's look at the facts for a moment. Post-COVID... The travel sector employs 12% fewer staff than pre-COVID. And that's not necessarily by choice. It is hard to find folks with the hospitality gene that genuinely want to deliver to guests, engage with guests and serve at the highest level day in and day out. So it's been hard. That's part of the reason why we see such a smaller workforce in travel today than we have in the past. It takes twice as long, an average of five to six weeks to fill roles than it did pre-pandemic. Those with that hospitality gene would love nothing more than to spend less time fixing broken itineraries, fixing issues that frankly could be automated, and instead spend their energy serving, which is what hospitality and travel are all about. Mm -hmm. I think it should be a net positive growth. I think the travel sector itself should grow as a result, which then in fact grows jobs. We estimate the travel sector to grow at roughly 6% over the next decade, which is twice the rate of the of the overall economy. So that is super helpful context. Could AI and related technologies help with training folks who don't sort of come by that gene naturally, but could be trained up to um, to fill those roles more efficiently? Absolutely. And we're already seeing applications of virtual reality, augmented reality, and AI coming together to offer more efficient ways 
to enhance and accelerate employee training because you can throw live immersed scenarios in front of employees at a higher clip than they would get organically on the job, on the mm-hmm. job training. Um, and similarly, not just frontline, uh, but, but, you know, oftentimes the same is true of training corporate employees, training call center employees, where you can learn from the patterns of thousands upon thousands of call-ins transcripts that no single, single human can ever be expected to go through. And instead, an AI can boil it down to the top 10 core issues, the underlying root causes, and here's a suggested outcome that seems to have resolved it in, in 70% of situations. That's, that's the power of AI in training. And in fact, many contact center agents or contact center um, centers and travel companies are already using AI, not just for training, but also for the delivery of a better quality customer experience. And as, as Alex mentioned, you know, rather than have a customer have to introduce themselves, give them, give their frequent guest number or frequent flyer number and a whole bunch of passwords before they can get to the point where their actual reason for calling in is, is addressed. Um, there are ways in which AI can make that entire journey and that interaction between the 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 hotel or the airline or the rideshare provider or car rental player and the guest incredibly seamless, where much of that history is already previously understood. And therefore, what the contact center agent is actually doing is very quickly using that time to resolve the problem rather than to identify who that individual is and, and what they're calling about. And so the training process is is part of it but also the actual delivery of the guest experience is is part of what a lot of contact centers are already working on. So Alex, you mentioned virtual reality. Would travel drop if you can experience Bhutan from your sofa rather than, you know, actually having to take an arduous flight? We've been able to visit Bhutan virtually for over a decade through YouTube and, and other, uh, through National Geographic. And yet travel is at an all-time high. And I think it's because we all, as social animals, continue to thrive, both the learning aspect of experiencing new things and the human aspect of meeting new people and hearing new stories and being inspired by, by new sites and history and cuisine. The numbers also suggest that we are in a an unprecedented growth phase of travel. We are also in a phase where over the last 15 years, the industry has steadily grown in customer satisfaction, despite how much we all like to beat up on our travel suppliers. Consumers are admitting that the one and two areas they want to splurge on in the next year are travel and hospitality, experiences, restaurants. Um, and, and so they're giving us that gift of their wallets, their trust, and we have to deliver on it as a sector. And I think this is Gen AI, AI, AR, VR, digital technologies are going to help us deliver the promise. The dopamine hit you get from going on an incredible um, holiday with people you love or going to a restaurant for, for a terrific meal cannot be easily digitized. And therefore, the we see travel as being incredibly enduring in the era of AI and technology. And if anything, we see AI and technology contributing to helping make travel better. 
Alex and Vic, great discussion. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Thanks so much for listening to the McKinsey Podcast. I'm Lucia Rahili. And I'm Roberta Fasaro. Find us on McKinsey.com. We'll have a transcript of this episode up shortly. And download the McKinsey Insights app where you can find this podcast and other helpful content updated daily. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to leave a rating and a review. We'll see you in two weeks.